Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Be Simply. This is she, and I want to thank you for joining all of us in this moment. And in this moment, we're going to talk about interdependence and imagine what is possible when we reflect on that. Before we dive in too deeply to what interdependence is, I thought we could just look at that imagination factor that right now in our society we have employed an imagination that has created the society that is around us, the world system that's around us. And that imagination, those ideas, those ahas lead to building, creating solutions and they also lead to destruction. So tonight we're going to talk about the potential to catalyze interdependence and that within that potential of catalyzing that, we have the possibility of finding harmonic balance within self and within society. So before we go much further, what I'd like us to do is just take a pause and like ground into this episode, this segment, and listen to a song that is by Yeshe. It's called I for an Eye. And as you listen to it, it's obviously potentially inspired, well, I know it is, inspired by the work of Mahatma Gandhi. So you can relate to it in your own way, but we're going to dive in past that. We're going to dive into the mother and nature within interdependence. But right now, just allow yourself to connect to self. See what opens up as you listen to Yeshe's words, the harmonics, the frequencies, and connect with the concept of interdependence, no matter how you relate to it right now in this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
with an eye for an eye and as you connect it with his words and what it represents allow yourself to go a little bit deeper and we're just going to do a little bit of breath work here just to connect to a couple concepts indirectly and just gently allow yourself to witness what comes to your mind's eye as we move through the breath work and with the exhalation allow yourself to release the answers. So as you connect to that heart center, which is this beautiful built-in mechanism that helps guide us if we choose to listen. And as you breathe into that heart center, ask self, do you, does self want to be controlled by others? Ask yourself, Do you want to be controlled by others? Breathe that question in and then exhale the answer, yes or no. Then the next question is, do you want to control others? Breathe in that question and then release the answer, yes or no just be honest with yourself there's no judgment here it's just to have an understanding of where you're at and then next breathe in as you release that answer do you want to be dependent on anyone or anything And then exhale the answer, yes or no. And then breathe in. And then this question, ask yourself, do you want anyone to have to depend on you, rely on you? And then answer honestly, yes or no. And then the next question, I want you to inhale, breathe in. Would you like to receive and give to others? Would you like to receive and give to others? And release that answer, yes or no. And then breathe in, and would you like to 
care for, care for those who are not able to provide for themselves, meaning children, those who are sick, or those that are elderly? Would you like to provide for those who cannot provide for themselves? Breathe in and out. And then take another deep breath and ask self, would you like to provide food, water, and shelter for those who do not have access to the materials or the resources to provide these for themselves? Would you like to help or assist in providing access to these materials and or resources so that all beings can be provided for? Take a deep breath in. And then exhale. Release that answer. And then next question, bring it back to self. And ask self, would you like to have the peace of mind to know that all your needs, basic needs, food, water, and shelter, will always be met? Would you like to feel the ease in knowing that all your needs will be met? Take a deep breath in and out. Release the answer. So now bring your awareness back to this moment, opening up the eyes, and just reflect on what your answers were. And don't worry about if you even remember the questions. The reason for this exercise leading into this segment about interdependence is just to ground us into the space, to set the stage for the discussion, the exploration into this concept. So first, I think it's really important for us to set uh, parameters or a syntax or a dialogue around what uh, I'm sharing in this moment and what is interdependence. Now, interdependence historically has been brought up in, I believe, Marxism, communism, Gandhiism, or uh, I'm not saying that right, but by Mahatma Gandhi. And these concepts were brought into one arena in different epochs of history. However, tonight, I'm actually going to speak from the position of the mother, from the she, that I often refer myself as she, removing the I, removing the person with an agenda, removing any kind of constructs from history, and really talk about what is modeled in nature, moving past the history. Recently, I've been digesting more and more about the stories we've told each other, and that most of these stories and most of this history, if we had to do a percentage and a calculation, the majority are written and thought out by the masculine energy, which means that it is slightly skewed, potentially, because we're only looking at it from one side of the coin. We have both these energies in our body. They're not just male or female. And recently, I've been really exploring what Mother Nature shows us, what nature, biology shows us. So interdependence, if we look at nature, we see that it actually was birthed with this level of interdependence. When we look at history and we look at the constructs of what is now, all I can personally see right now is the majority of control, dependence, codependency, and this mechanism of scarcity and lack. And the reason I feel very strongly about this and feel confident in saying this is because we have situations on this planet that are not acceptable to me at all, that any of the human beings on this planet 
have to suffer, that any of them don't have food, that any of them are subjected to being killed because they live in a certain regions of the world, that any of them are subjected to being sex trafficked, that any of them are subjected to be manipulated by sociopaths and psychopaths, that any of the human beings on this planet are subjected to physical, emotional, mental, and sexual abuse. Those things aren't okay, and they're they're here. They're in our society, all around the world, everywhere. No one's exempt, really. Not even in the monasteries, not even in the churches, not even in the temples. It exists everywhere. So if we say, okay, you know what? Hmm, let's see. That system doesn't seem like it really might have worked and we're going to talk about the problem because that sometimes helps us identify why we might want to look at what Mother Nature's modeling. So if we look out in your backyard, out in the forest, you will see that the insects, the trees, the water, the earth, the fire, the sun, they are interdependent. The sun, if the sun's just blaring down on an earth, with no vegetation, what's, what is the point of that if there's no life form? Maybe there's a point, but in this system, the sun has a relationship with the earth. The sun has a relationship with how we create photosynthesis, how we create oxygen. And also, the sun relies on the earth to receive its electromagnetic feedback. And it keeps the sun from overreacting because it has something receiving it. Now, how often does this happen in communication? If we don't have someone to receive our words, we tend to feel we're not heard. And then that can create an explosion. So these systems, we look at them. If we look at the bee and the flower and how we're de- interdependent on that relationship, as a human species, we're interdependent on that. So there is no question in my mind's eye that Mother Nature is saying, okay, I've created all of this. This exists. This ecosystem is there for you to play in, to explore, to be in awe of, to give you the clues that maybe we are an interdependent species too. I have a hard time thinking that we were placed here just to walk on top of it, to abuse and use it and each other just for the fun of it. And if that's the case, well, at some point, entropy will set in and we will no longer exist on this planet because the planet doesn't need us to be here taking advantage of each other, eradicating bees, eradicating nature, clear-cutting forests. So this is our model, Mother Nature. And that's where I'm speaking to you from. It is from the plants, from the animals, from the human species to explore interdependence and what's possible. Now we'll take it a a step further within that. We do have epochs within this last, little episode, maybe 30 to 50,000 years of some recorded history where there was a harmony. There's a a tribe out of the Philippines called the Aitas, the tree people, who actually sang and danced to nature when they needed to take from it, when they needed to catch fish to eat. They apologized to the fish and also welcomed in a good catch. There were periods of time where in the Andean culture that everyone was taken care of. There was a cohesive relationship between agriculture, community, mother nature, and each other that allowed the society to thrive as a whole. So if you read any of European history, even mythological stories and lore, it gets kind of boring and repetitive. How many times do we need to divide and conquer and overthrow to realize that this is doing nothing other than satiating someone's desire to be in charge and impose their force on others? So with that being said, I want you to dive into your own personal core beliefs because, of course, these are my observations. I will clearly take responsibility for my observations. And now I want to encourage you to dive in deeper to yourself and think about where are you 
inter practicing interdependence and where are you codependent and what is successful, what has been successful or what do you feel has not worked for you in this lifetime and where would you like to move that energy. With that, we're going to connect into Jai Ma, surrendering to the freedom. I am utilizing this song from Suzanne Sterling and it's about the surrender so in yogic practices in Ayurveda, the surrender is where we let go of what we think we know, where we surrender and find peace in our stillness and to what will be and what is next. So as you connect to this, take some deep breaths into your mind's eye and if you're able to lay down on the earth, take some deep breaths, breathing in and out. And connect to the Earth Mother, connect to your mother, and see what appears in the next moment. <laughs> hmm. I'm making sure we have this song. So let's do some breaths while I continue to search for it. Take a deep breath in, breathing in and out. And just connect to that energy. Hmm. Connecting to the earth. Connecting to the mother. And connecting to self. Hmm. And connecting to the surrender. So as the universe would have it. This song did not seem to upload. So we're going to connect to Srimati. Actually, we're going to connect to Michelle Dumoon, the river. I want you to connect to your internal flow, the flow within you, your code of ethics, and where you would like to stand within this, how you see nature being our model, and how you feel that there might be some solutions or not to create harmony within self and within our society.
the sea. Well, that worked out perfect. We will share the surrender in the next. For now, if we can connect with that flow, the ease, the potential to to select the path of least resistance, we have conditioned ourselves in a post-industrial capitalist society that is placating itself with an addiction to social media, to technology, and getting further and further removed from our world system. I watched a segment (laughs) the other day, I think it was last night or the day before, about social media and everyone on their smartphones and they showed a picture that really brought a little bit of sadness to my heart that two years, just two years back or three years back when uh, (laughs) there was a large gathering in Italy for the Pope and now we flash forward to the new Pope and the whole audience was holding up smartphone or an iPad taking pictures. Now, whatever propelled anyone to be there, I can't imagine was just to snap a picture. So this is how removed we've become from our world system. This is how distracted and disconnected we've come from each other by relying on sound bites and social media and content that's not even written with research and most is based on hearsay. And what this does is ultimately it creates a codependent, a, a society that's not very intelligent. It might be performing better on tests and statistics, but a statistic doesn't mean anything because the statistic is only as good as the study. So if we have billions of people on this planet and there's a study that only tests 100 people, that doesn't give me a really clear idea of what's going on. It just tells me what's going on with 100 people in one area of the world. So interdependence creates a harmonization, a harmonization within each other, within self, and within society. So before we go in and look at the problem, potential problem, because when something's failing, oftentimes we don't like to look at the problem, like the end of a marriage. We don't want to look at what the problem is because we're so past the problem, we're in pain, and we're not willing to let down our guard to open up and explore the problem. So right now, that's what it feels like to me. We're so satiated with the problem that we're afraid to talk about it. We're afraid to call out what is because we're afraid that we don't have a solution or we're afraid that we're going to have to let go of some of these things that are not in our highest and best interests and keep us from creating a happy, cohesive society. So it's not going to just happen by sitting down and doing nothing. There is required action. However, we need to get clear, have critical thinking, and take mindful action to allow this to happen. So the simple way to start moving through this is to, one, examine the problem, which we will in a moment. And the other part I want to talk about is that since we are an epoch on planet Earth where people are addicted to sharing their life story on Instagram, on Pinnit, um, Facebook, all these different things. And if you start doing research, you'll realize a lot of things, it becomes like a rerun. It becomes like the old Happy Days episodes. And now, I don't watch TV, but the episodes, I think, are the seasons are even shorter. It's bigger budgets, more expensive, and less episodes. So the quality has diminished. Even in any theological studies, the degradation of the teachings have, has occurred. So the reason I am inspired to do these episodes around self-love is not to perpetuate the codependent, the narcissistic behaviors that are being perpetuated through these mechanisms. I am excited to 
inspire others to realize what is possible within themselves, what's possible when we love ourselves and are confident in ourselves, not in the sense that you want to be a poster person for a band or that you want everyone to like you on Facebook, but what is possible when you fully are confident in yourself and no longer need to rely on others to make yourself feel empowered or have self-worth. That is the the inspiration behind these segments, that you become whole, and then, guess what? You can go out in society, cohesively become a team player, and be like the bee and the flower. Do you think the flower says, hey, you need to pay more attention to me? The roses in the field may all be red roses, and they don't need to be having polka dots on them so they stand out. So think about how nature is showing us certain clues and how they can help us so we are free. We're liberated past the constructs that repeat in our mind. So with that being said, let's dive in first to the potential problem within self and see what is possible when we look at the problem. So, first of all, let's look at what is the potential problem where we have failed. Well, one is avoidance. This is something that was passed down in, I believe, the 50s and 60s and well into the generations of the 70s and 80s, is avoidance. Number one, we avoid it. We turn our head. We pretend it's not there so we don't have to deal with it. We shun people away or encourage them to run away so we don't have to deal with it. And we can't really avoid some of these things that are going on anymore. Number two, dependency. How are we dependent on each other in an unhealthy manner? And where are we fostering codependent relationships? And we've talked about this before in other episodes, so I won't go too in-depth with it. But this is where we've failed in my mind's eye. We've fostered codependency. Again, phone is the perfect example. People walk around with this as as if it's an appendage to their arm or their hand or their leg or their buttocks. Survival of the fittest. I'm witnessing in a society where there are some of the wealthiest people on this planet hoarding, hoarding energy and allowing other people to starve. Wow, that's pretty intense. That seems like a failure. You have a resource, yet you're not willing to share it because why? Why? I would ask Warren Buffett, why do you need to hoard all that cash? I would ask the Queen of England, why do you need to hoard all that currency? I would ask the richest people in the world, why do you need to hoard that that? The forest doesn't hoard anything. It replenishes everything that it doesn't use to the earth. So that is a a problem that we need to address. Competition. The competition can be fun for the sport of it. However, when it becomes an activity within music and arts that perpetuates this act of someone above another that is taking away and causes the degradation of an art or a craft look at the music industry complete degradation of music and its art form because we have shows out there that cut people down cause them to compete and it's not fostering beautiful organic well thought out music it's creating a formula that is repetitive and goes one two three or one two three four and there's no creativity necessarily there and i'm not speaking to all artists on this planet you know who you are when you're coming from those beautiful organic seeds but overall arching our pop music culture is degraded beyond Really, I think repair. It's time for something fresh and new. So competition within sports, within military regimes, within the arts, within education leads to this potential problem and keeps us from having interdependency. 
So before we dive in a little bit deeper, now that we've clearly stated maybe some of the uncomfortable things, and I'm sure it's bringing up some issues for anyone that might be listening to me saying, that's crazy, I like to compete. I I was an athlete, I competed, but there's a healthy way to do that, and there's a positive way. I went through the architecture program, highly competitive. I don't think it was the healthiest thing for me to go through. It made me have tough skin. However, there are more beautiful ways to foster growth and education in a way where everyone can benefit, where we don't have to tear each other down. And that's interdependence. You know, the bees don't start fighting for the same flower. There's plenty of flowers to go around. The ants all are happy to move the fungus through the forest. So as we explore this a little bit deeper, we're going to listen to Xavier Rudd, Comfortable in My Skin. This is a question to ask yourself. Are you comfortable in your skin? Do you feel confident in who you are? Because if you are, fantastic. You're ready. You're ready to be a team player in interdependence if that inspires you. If not, then it's time to look further into self and find that comfortable place so that you are certain what you want to contribute to self and society. interdependence can lead to no suffering at all. And that's why I speak to you from the voice of Mother Nature, not from epochs of history that was written on planet Earth, but from nature, from the modeling of nature. 
Now, where do we start? What do we do to foster interdependence and how do we bring it mindfully into our ecosystem? It's been from my own personal experience that if we take giant leaps forwards, I've been asked to be on many different large-scale projects and it's not to say that that's not possible, but right now to keep it simple is to take baby steps by modeling nature within self, by preparing your own being within your mind, body, and spirit, and then the world that you touch around you. Right now, we don't have any way of knowing that anything that's coming our direction is actually true if we don't see it with our own eyes. There's no way of knowing because there are manipulations in media. There are manipulations in all forms of media within our society, even with the people that you deal with face hand, there's manipulations. So until we become well and healthy again, the only assurance that you have to know that actually you are embodying a whole self and then everything that you're touching is embodying, holding that vibration to be true, that's the only guarantee we have right now. The beautiful part about that is these ripples do affect self and others. So that's why I'm so passionate about inspiring everyone to become whole and think about what they're ready to contribute to society. So earlier on in this episode, I asked you to connect and think about that river and your code of ethics and where this is aligned for you and where you're feeling a little discomfort in certain aspects. And that's okay if you still are needing to walk through certain aspects of the society that's around us It's really important that you do that. It's important that you find out why you might be compelled to be in a codependent relationship, why you might have an addictive habit, why you can't be honest with other people, why you are not being kind to your physical being, your mental being, your spiritual being, why you're not honoring and respecting yourself and others. Once you start to uncover some of these things, you're able to move forward from there. So baby steps in modeling nature. Go outside tomorrow, the next day, tonight, and observe nature. Spend some time observing what's going on and see how it is interacting with the elements and how you're interacting with it. I've been in a forest and noticed as I approach maybe some insects, they'll stop because they sense me there and they want to make sure that they know what I'm going to do before they proceed. They don't want to assume and run off the direction they work. Maybe I'm going to step right there. So they tune into my transmission to them and then they make a choice. And their sonar also is sending stop. You know, they're asking me to stop too and be mindful of them. If you intimidate an animal, cause fear, it will attack because you've scared it. That's simple, simple, simple. So if we look at what's happening in nature, it'll start to give us some clues. And then you can decide, how could I be a cohesive piece and how am I to relate to my brothers and sisters and my children and my partners and how am I to relate to this ecosystem that provides for me? And is it really a great idea to be destroying it and not replenishing it? Is it a really good idea to be tearing someone down and not instead of building them up? So that will lead us to getting to know mother, getting to know not the feminist, not the righteous goddess, not the high priestess, but the mother. The mother is this magnificent being that is so generous. She will feed you before she eats. She will take care of her children before she takes care of herself. She will actually go beyond her limits for those she's caring for. And guess what? She's provided for to do that. And to bring this mother into balance, I always encourage the mothers to receive, to make sure they're consciously receiving. They're not being a martyr, but they're receiving. But that's the energy and force within a mother. And guess what else she'll do? That mother will protect if she's aligned and in balance. So when we look at the balanced mother, we will know that she has love. She has compassion. She has the ability to protect with a 
a ferociousness that is mind-boggling. She will give until she is empty and then she'll have to fill herself back up to give again. She will tolerate pain. She will tolerate suffering so her children don't have to do that. That's the mother energy. And so I really encourage you to connect with her, connect with the mother nature, connect with the energy of the mother. She also loves to make things beautiful. She loves to create and provide for in a way that makes it feel really yummy. Think back to some of those mothering figures in your life where they've maybe made cookies for you or made a nice meal or combed your hair or given you a foot rub. This is that nourishment from the mother. These are very important keys to how we are to operate on this planet. The bear that goes to the woods and eats off the vegetation, he lays down and rests on the earth to be supported and cared for by the mother. So we have all these opportunities to receive nourishment, to receive protection, to receive wisdom, and to learn how we're to interact with each other. So with that being said, I want you to close your eyes and connect to your inner self and then connect to that divine mother and we're going to listen to a song by Enve called Divine Mother and as you listen to the song just allow yourself to flow into mother nature flow into the earth mother flow into the sky mother flow into your mother and see what's revealed about interdependence and how masterful she is at creating in this manner and creating a community that works cohesively together.
Divine Mother. So we have so much to potentially remember from the Mother. From our own mothers, the Divine Mother, the Cosmic Mother, any mother that you hold in high regard. So interdependence. <laughs> this has certainly been a cosmic circular show here. We've looked at the problem. We have connected with the possibility of what we can catalyze when we take responsibility for ourselves and start to examine nature and what is out there to show us the models of how we can look out for each other. Living in a place like Southern California, there's a lot of people having to push and shove for their place here to live and survive. No different than anywhere in the world. There's just different price tags. Whether you're in a country that you can survive off $2 a day or if you're in a city where you need to aggregate a lot more to survive, the, the pressure is the same. So if we move towards an interdependent society, this goes away. It becomes obsolete. So what are we going to do? What is the practice? Well, these are simple practices, and this is how we can take it slowly, is one, to start to listen. Listen to Mother Nature. Listen to each other. See what your needs are and see what other people's needs are and how you can assist in working together cohesively. You may not be able to collaborate on every project, but you might say, I have this to provide, and if you need it, it's here. It's a resource. I'm a singer. I can perform at your show. This is how it works. I'm a chef. I can cook for you, whatever it might be. I'm a a shaman. I can help guide you. I can help heal you or guide you to your own inner wellness, whatever it might be. So listen first. Practice listening. Practice not speaking so much. And listen and see what you hear. She will speak to you. Number two, take action where you can model this interdependence that everyone is taking care of. If I have shoes, you have shoes. So if you have a closet full of about 400 pairs of shoes, 50 pairs of shoes, 30 pairs of shoes, maybe you don't need all those shoes. And maybe you want to pass them out to people around you that need them. Or maybe you don't need any shoes at all and want to start barefooting and so you can give them all away. Number three, stop punishing yourself and others. The choices we've made are the choices we've made. It's just like that river flowing, that's water under the bridge. We need to let go of these memories. We need to let go of these stories that have been told to us for the past 5,000, 10,000, 30,000 years. This planet is billions of years old. Go to the Grand Canyon. Look out at any deep canyon on this planet and look at the layers. Many things have happened here over and over again. Let it go. And think from here forward, how do you want to vibrate on this planet with self and with all the other beings around you? And if, in fact, we are all one, then why can't you get along with yourself? Number four, start thinking about others. In this love, self-love, and interdependence, it does require for us to think about others. The mother thinks about her children. So think about how you can, one, take in consideration of where people are at. You don't need to alarm everyone. You don't need to put them on the defense. You don't need to put them on the offense. Think about how you can show up and be of service when you're looking at other people. Number five. Let the programs fade. Let what you think you know go away. Go take some time. Sit in the forest. Sit in the jungle. Sit in the desert, wherever you like, and put your bottom on the earth and let go of what you think you know and just be there and arrive at something different. And then when you come back to your life, Think about the wisdom that you receive from the earth, from the trees, and the memories of being in a cohesive relationship with self and others and start to take those baby steps. So 
that's the practice. Listen, take action where you can model that everyone's taken care of. Stop punishing yourself and others. Start thinking about others and let the programs fade. Let the stories fade. Let go of them. We don't need them anymore. I'm ready for some new literature. I'm ready for some new mythology. I'm ready for some new lore. How about you? So from there, we're going to exit out with the album leaf. We're going to exit out if it's ready. Oh, they're still processing it. So I guess we're not going to exit out with Stand Still, but we will exit out with, oh, Elijah. We're going to exit out with Elijah, a beautiful being that has the same birthday as I, who I was fortunate enough to meet before he crossed over. Elijah, this one goes out to you, a man that was dedicated to bringing peace to the world around him and modeling, taking care of others. Until next time, be simply. This is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, and a namaste.